Welcome to the Who Cares podcast. Care matters. You feel better when you know somebody cares about you. And your care matters. People feel better when they know that you care about them, especially in the hard times. So, who cares? Well, we all care about people and things to some extent, but this podcast, uh, we are here to search for the answer to the question, how can we care better? Welcome, I'm your host, Dan Hedinger, and today I will be interviewing an urban farmer. Well, that's what he called himself. He was in charge of a beautiful golf course near the Denver Tech Center in Colorado. He wanted to make a difference in someone's life. He did a lot of volunteering at church, but as good as setting up chairs and passing out programs might have been, he wanted to do more, to go further, to see if he had what it took and if what he believed could really make a difference in someone's life. But before we listen to Joel's story, and enter into his adventure to make a difference, I need to take a couple of minutes and say thanks to a few people who made this podcast possible. First, Mountain View Christian Church in Highlands Ranch, Colorado, where I had the honor of serving as pastor of congregational care. They have been rooting for us since the beginning, and uh, since we even had dreams of this podcast, they've been behind us and rooting for us and been a great help. So thank you, Mountain View. And also a very special thanks to Dan and Zach Harder, who helped me launch this podcast. The first eight episodes are being dedicated to the memory of Dan Harder. We met for breakfast and coffee, shared ideas. He encouraged me to go for it. And he helped with his smooth radio voice, his radio equipment and skills. And just as we began recording, Dan was diagnosed with leukemia. We were shocked. We were even more shocked when way too quickly we lost Dan. His son, Zach, halfway through his first year of college at Ozark Christian College, heroically stepped up to complete what his dad had started. And I'll never forget Zach's efforts. The extra voices that'll come up a little bit later in the episode are the voices of Dan and Zach. Thank you both. And special thanks go out to our financial supporters who make it possible to give you these podcasts and a whole lot more. Well, we are Best Care Ministry. And our website is bestcareministry.com. Go there to learn more get show notes and quotes, and please consider making a donation to help expand care ministry and to build a culture of care. We're a nonprofit and we're listener supported. We need your support. The first eight episodes are a series of people going through a hard time, and they decided to receive care from a Stephen minister. In these eight episodes, we hear from the care receivers and the Stephen ministers offering the care. Confidentiality is important. They gave us permission to share their stories. Also, please note, these people were in their caring relationships for a pretty long time, and now they've actually been out of that relationship for a while. I'm glad to report they are doing well. And a couple have trained to become Stephen ministers. A brief disclaimer, 
The results of caring relationships are as unique as the situations and people in them. But caring effectively almost always results in something good. Now, as you listen to my conversation with Joel, notice the rewards of making a difference in someone else's life. And notice how Joel overcame the barrier of fear and uncertainty when he wondered, can I be what this guy needs? I haven't even experienced what he's going through. Joel, I want to thank you for caring. I want to thank you for making yourself available. I want to thank you for doing the work of becoming a Stephen minister. There's a lot of study involved, a lot of reading, uh, quite a few classes at the beginning. Tell me right at the beginning, what did you think about all that material and all the time it took to get ready? You know, well, it was interesting because I spoke to <clears throat> Pastor Ken before I even started taking the training to see if uh, he thought I'd be any good at this or helpful to somebody. <clears throat> he said, he said, absolutely. And um, a fellow named Byron who was uh, giving the uh, Stephen Minister classes at the time. I asked him, and he was a good friend, and he said, you know, you, I think you'd be good. So I said, all right, I'll give it a shot. I started taking the classes, and my first impression of the classes was they are good for anybody, you know, because they, they make you a better a better listener, a better conversationalist, a, uh, someone to, you know, if you're trying to walk somebody through something or just having a good conversation, it helped you to be a better um, a listener, being able to focus on what they say and, and how to respond accordingly. It was it was fantastic, and it wasn't it wasn't a burden. It was a lot of you know, like you said, it's a lot of training, but uh, I enjoyed it actually. So, what made you even ask Ken? <clears throat> what made you even ask Byron? What what was happening in your heart that made you feel that you wanted to care for other people? Well, you know, I'd been doing some things in the church, but I hadn't done anything that really helped people. It was behind-the-scenes stuff, you know. Task-oriented Task-oriented. I was setting up chairs and, the, you know, um, and things like that. Well, but, thanks for that, too. Yeah, yes. you're, well, you're welcome. And, and uh, yeah, I directed traffic in the parking lot a few times, you know, things like that. But I wanted to help somebody, but I didn't know if I was well-equipped to do so, even when doing the training. And um, uh, so... I asked Ken, I, I said, you know, I haven't been through a lot of trauma in my life or anything. Would would I be helpful? Because I haven't experienced some of those things. And he assured me that he thought I would. And so fortunately, I, I did it. Now, I think you started to answer this question uh, with your last answer, but how helpful did you feel the skills were that you started learning in Stephen ministry? I think they were tremendous. Um, even with dealing with uh, with family and friends and you know sometimes having lunch with uh, uh, an old friend that you hadn't seen in a while who might have an issue about something it just it helped it had really helped me to focus when, when speaking to someone to make sure that uh, you don't miss you know whatever they're trying to tell you or maybe some something is going on in their life that um, they just need to talk through how did it affect your confidence? Uh, 
honestly, it, I don't know if that affected my confidence. Working with John affected my confidence. Okay. Because Tell going, us about that. Well, because going into that, and I don't know if John remembers this, but you asked him about our first meeting. Uh, we sat down, and the first thing I said, I said, well, John, you are my first care receiver as a Stephen minister. And he goes, that's okay. You're my first Stephen minister. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we hit it off, you know, right from there. But, um, yeah, I was, I was not real confident going into that um, because it was new to me. And something that John and I probably have in common is we're both not overly social people, Um and I'm not a big group person, like he said he's not. And but one-on-one is is a comfortable thing. And I think we developed a good one-on-one um, relationship early on. Um, and that was, like John said, it was really beneficial to both of us. He he took it easy on me too. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, he was easy to talk to. Okay. You know, but uh, when when we first got into it, and I'll I'll be honest, the very first night he. He uh, told me some of his, many of the issues that he was going through. And um, I came away a little bit overwhelmed, thinking, wow, I don't, I hope I can help this guy, you know, and it's, 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 a, it's a lot of stuff. And uh, I actually called uh, Byron uh, that night, and I said, uh, I said, hey, I had my first um, Stevens ministry meeting, and, and uh, uh, my care receiver's a great guy, but I don't know if I feel equipped, you know, to help him. And he says, you got to remember, you're not there to fix anything. You were there. He, he always used the analogy of you're like the, uh, at the bowling alley when they put the bumpers up in the, in the gutters. You're there to steer the ball down towards the pins. You're not there to, um, you know, throw strikes. So, um, and that, that helped me, and that kind of refocused uh, my approach you know, talking to John that, I, you know, I'm there for him to hear him out and, and, and discuss things, but I wasn't there to fix anything, but to, um, you know, keep, keep John on the path and myself to, uh, to God. You know, we were there to make sure we didn't lose that focus. I think I remember you saying you were overwhelmed at the beginning yeah, and it was it was a short period of time, but yes, I was the first time because some of the things John had been going through, I had not been through personally. But it, ultimately, that didn't really matter. That that's important because I think a lot of people resist getting involved in a caring relationship because of that overwhelmed feeling. It's like, well, what have I got to give somebody else, mm-hmm. and and I don't know if I understand their problems well enough, so. I commend you for being willing to stick with it at that time you were overwhelmed. So you said that wasn't for a long time. When did you start feeling this thing was working? Well, I think, I don't know, probably within the next few times we met because John and I, I think we hit it off well, very quickly. And the other thing that, you know, him being an engineer and I'm essentially an urban farmer, you know, we, we're both nuts and bolts kind of guys, you know. So I think we, I think we were able to communicate uh, really well uh, on the same level. And um, so I think within, well, I was, I was really comfortable the first meeting with John. But as far as being comfortable with, with talking him through things uh, or really listening, um, 
that happened very quickly. Can you give us some examples of, of the progress and how things started to unfold? Well, I think the, the first probably several months, it was, you know, catching up with John um, from the, whether it was a week or two weeks, you know, what had happened in those that time and, um, you know, just kind of talking through that and, and see her, where he was at. Um, you know, th- I really thought that there were times when, um, you know, John would be going through a tough thing, and then, and then some of those things would get better, and we'd talk through those, and then there was, there was an improvement in, in a relationship or the job situation, and, um, and, and so it was, it was a slow process, but I think within the first few months, it was, um, you know, we really saw, I did, I really saw that John was um, in a better place. And like John said, there was after about a, you know, we met for, what, a couple of years, right, John? Yeah. And, and um, really after the first year, we, our relationship even evolved to the point where we still did, um, you know, the care receiver and caregiver relationship, but a lot of it was we did Bible studies together. And, and it was, it became a, a two-way thing between us. And I, I got as much, if not more, out of it than I think John did. Well, isn't that the way that it works so often? You know, I think the teacher learns more than the student most of the time. The preacher gets more out of his sermon than the congregation does. The, the caregiver gets as much or more out of the relationship than the care receiver does. Uh, what do you think it's like to, or, or let me put it a different way, how is it to help carry somebody else's burdens when you've got some of your own? Yeah, you know, that's, that's an interesting question. I think a lot of times what I would, um, the way I'd handle that is that it's really that God's going to gonna make it right. God's going to be the one who... Um, basically solves I don't know if solves the problem is the right answer but but we we give it to him so coming out of uh, our meetings with John that would be my attitude that you know I I would say a little prayer to myself say you know God I I pray I did a I was helpful and um, and that the situation that John was going through at the time um, that he would care for that and, and that kind of unburdened me, I think, when I would do that, you know, because it's not my problems. Um, but, you know, I felt for John, but it, it helped me to be able to, to pray about it and, and, and take it to God and, and know that that's where, the, that's where the resolution would be. Did that affect you in dealing with any of your challenges at work or when your wife was sick or going through something? Absolutely. Well, and like John said, we talk about those things. Um, you know, it came to the point in our relationship where, um, you know, I would ask him how he was doing, and we'd talk, and then he'd ask me how I was doing, and we'd talk about those things. And, um, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was definitely mutually beneficial, I think. So how would you describe your care receiver now? Oh, John's great. He's, he's doing really well. I, uh, 
I think, well, and uh, his work has taken him away for a while, and I, um, you know, we had dinner the other night, but I hadn't seen John for a while, and it was really good to see him and um, kind of reconnect, and then and then we even talked to say, hey, we need to do this more often now, <laughs> and and we and we will be because I miss that. I miss yeah. uh, seeing John and just just talking. Um, so and and the thing that that's really exciting to me, I think, is you know John wants to help people too, and he he's been through this and he's talked about possibly becoming a Stephen minister himself, and and uh, what a great transition from someone who was looking for someone to come alongside them to be able to go alongside someone else. I think that's awesome. I think it is awesome, too. Joel, how would you describe yourself now after meeting with John for an extended period of time? Are you different? I think so. I think, I think I'm a better listener. Um, having a conversation with someone, particularly someone who might be going through something difficult, um, I think I'm better able to deal with that um, but just to listen and to know what to ask and to know how to frame questions you know to help them uh, if I can help them to work through whatever it is they're going through how's it feel to know that in serving the Lord you helped make a difference in somebody's life well I didn't really do anything you know I just came I just came alongside a guy and became his friend and um, you know, that's all God's work. That's not mine. But it made a difference. Does it feel good to it feels, it, be it used to make it, a difference? Y- yes. I mean, obviously, the the phrase you know we use in Stephen Ministries, we're the caregiver, God's the cure giver. Exactly. So I don't mean to give you credit for doing the cure, but I just wonder if it feels good to know that God used you when he was doing his work in another person's life. Yeah, what, what really is um, makes me feel good is hearing John say that it made a difference in his life. Um, that means a lot to me because it, it's just it, to know that you were able to be there for someone and that they appreciated it and that it was made a difference for them. Um, yeah, that's a great that's a great feeling. Um, I think going through it, sometimes you don't know that or you don't even feel that that's, you know, you're just talking, a couple fellas, you know, talking through things. And some maybe, I, for me, maybe I wasn't thinking of it at the time of the effect I was having. But, uh, no, it's great. It's good to hear. It's good to hear that from John. Yeah, yeah. Well, I commend to John for being willing to take the steps to share his life. I commend you for being willing to be there. Uh, we couldn't do Stephen ministry if we didn't have Stephen ministers, if we didn't have people who said, I want to learn, I want to make a difference in somebody's life, I want to care for somebody. I commend you for doing that, and I thank you for doing that. Well, thank you. Joel, I have a question for yes, you. Um, you mentioned some reticence, some some feelings of inadequacy as you, as you stepped into your first caregiver role with Joel, and you went back and called said, I, I don't know if I can do this. What would you say to somebody who, uh, you know, after, after experiencing, after developing a, a friendship, you know, this is, it, it comes in, it, it could sound very, very clinical. I'm the caregiver, he's the care receiver. Um, you, you have this, this 
perhaps a mindset of, of uh, I've, I've got to accomplish something. Um, and then you get in and it becomes very organic, very conversation kind of sounds like it carries itself. You're not drawing anything out. You're not, you know, you're, you're not playing role of a counselor. But maybe somebody looking at Stephen Ministry would, from the outside, saying, I'm not capable. What would you say to somebody who says, ah, I don't know, I'm not capable? I would say that, um, I would say anybody. You should not sell yourself short. You know, if you have the ability, if you have a caring heart, if you have the ability to, you know, look at someone in the eye and listen to them um, and then walk them through it, even if it's not walking through it, if it's just, if it's just um, asking uh questions that help that individual walk themselves through it Mm -hmm. you know that's that's where it is like I told Dan I I went into this not with I haven't experienced any of the things that John was experiencing at the time we started meeting and that's why I felt at first I said well I'm not sure I can help him but it, it ultimately wasn't really about helping him with the specific problems it was helping him so that he himself could could work through them, and so it didn't. It wasn't anything I said. It was is more being there uh, for him. Are the skills that you learn as a Stephen minister are those transferable? It sounds like they're transferable to everybody. You know, any any relationship that you have um, is that is that something you would agree with there? Absolutely. I I, I told my wife uh, when I started taking the classes. You know, two weeks in, I said, you know, everybody ought to do this. Mm-hmm. It makes you a better, I think it makes you a better husband, a better father, a better son, um, a better friend. Because, you know, so many times people, when they have conversations, they don't take the time to really listen as well as they should. They, they're they almost formulating their answers before they're done list, hearing the other person talk. And and in, in Stephen ministry, um, I think it teaches you how to listen and how to respond and how to interact with someone at a, at a deep level rather than at a superficial one. And um, so I would tell anybody who wants, who is thinking about getting into it, if you have a passion for other people, do it. Yeah. Because that's what you're, that's what you're going to be doing. You're, you're, it's your passion for someone else. It's not a passion or even an understanding of what their actual issues are anybody's specific issues you can't put yourself in anybody's um, place really you're there for them and um, if you have a heart for that I think it's a great thing to get into that's terrific that's terrific guys thanks not just for sharing your stories but sharing your lives sharing your lives with each other and sharing it here so that it'll benefit many others either one of you have anything you want to say I enjoyed it very much. Great. Thank you. Thank you, guys. The Who Cares Podcast is a production of Best Care Ministries. If you'd like to help us grow this project, share this with your friends and please consider donating at bestcareministry.com. Thanks again to Mountain View Christian Church for their help as we kick this project off. This episode was hosted by Dan Hedinger. It was produced and edited by Zach Harder and edited by Andrew Hedinger. Our opening song is A New Morning by Zach Carter. Our closing song is Peace in the Midst by Jim Hedinger. We hope you learned something to help you both receive care 
and care effectively for someone else. Together, in that kind of care, we can and we will make a positively unforgettable impact on those around us. And hey, we hope to have you back for the next episodes of the Who Cares podcast. Now, take these next two minutes for self-care in the quiet and see what you hear. <laughs>